I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to a Big Squid presentation of our science fiction segment, Space Podacy. Join Ben Elwood and me, Justin Hamilton, for part one of our look at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Thank you for joining me today with the first part of our look at the brilliant Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It is a movie that uh, that Ben and I both love, and uh, you <laughs> will be in for a treat to hear us talking really positively about a Marvel movie. Uh, it's kind of a bit Marvel-adjacent, but you know what I mean, and so... Uh, there's not too much negativity going on in this one. I think Doctor Strange is still pretty fresh in our minds when we watch this, so maybe we get furious about Doctor Strange again. But we love this film, so you're in for a fun two-part chat, and uh, the second part will be coming out tomorrow. And it's funny, I'm recording this just as Marvel has announced uh, a whole lot of stuff online, and I was going to share some thoughts with you here, but it just was so much and also I couldn't quite work out what exactly is 100% real, what is speculation. Uh, There's stuff that's all over the place with this and it's really hard to kind of uh, keep up but you know we got a poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania or Quantum Mania, and uh, they've announced the TV series Secret Invasion, and uh, we have Daredevil Born Again. Oh God, don't fuck up that! <laughs> I love that comic so much. It is one of my all-time go-to's. It is such a brilliant series, and uh, <laughs> please, please get that right. But look, I, I looked at everything, and I was like, man, this is like hours like hours and hours and hours of dedication and I just don't know if I have that kind of headspace and then I have to be honest I watched the Wakanda Forever Black Panther trailer and I thought it looked really good and you know I enjoyed Black Panther uh, 
you know, I know the rubbery CGI fight at the end's a bit of a bummer, but the rest of it's really good, and I have a lot of faith in Ryan Coogler. So, yes, maybe I'm in. Maybe I'm in for that at least. Anyway, uh, I won't do any more thoughts here because I want to get into this podcast, but maybe I'll release a bonus podcast in the next couple of days. So keep uh, an eye out for that. I I might just sit on it. I'll just sit on it for a bit. There's heaps of people out there who just want to, hey, I've got to give you my ideas and my thoughts and I haven't even really taken everything in, but I've got to share it now. I'm a little bit different. I just want to sit on it for a bit and uh, we will uh, have a chat about it a little bit later. Ah, it turns out I am returning to the stage and I know I sound exasperated by it, but I honestly thought that part of my career was kind of done. I thought it was going to be, you know, gigs at the comedy store or, you know, maybe some lineup gigs here and there and just kind of keeping uh, my foot in the water, you know, especially, you know, if I had to do any kind of live public speaking events, you know, it's good to still have those stand-up skills. But it turns out I had a show in me and I am going to be bringing that show to Sydney and Melbourne and I also have a live podcast. Yes, that's right, a live Big Squid podcast in Adelaide. So stick around to the end of the podcast. I'll give you all the information on how you can see my new stand-up show, Little Victories, and you can see Big Squid live. And uh, not only that, but I also have a super secret squirrel Big Squid discount code. So anyone who's a listener to this podcast can uh, make sure they can knock some money off any tickets that they purchase. I'll discuss that at the end of this podcast. Uh, As you know, all my Patreon subscribers have an episode dedicated to them, and today's shout-out goes to VJ Owens, who is actually an old pal of mine, and uh, his partner Kylie is also an old pal of mine, and they told me they don't need a shout-out, but that's not how it works. You subscribe to Patreon, you get a shout-out. And VJ, this one goes to you, and since this is a two-part podcast, Kylie will get hers tomorrow. So... Mate, thanks for supporting the podcast. Uh, For people who obviously might not know VJ, uh, we've been friends for a long time. He has supported me through shows. He supported me when I've had to deal with weird encounters with random strangers in parking lots. Yes, that's an in-joke. And he's just totally ace in general. So uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast, mate. And I look forward to seeing you in September. If you're listening to this and you'd like to sign up for the Patreon and have access to bonus podcasts, scripts, and even more heavily discounted ticket prices, oh yeah, my Patreon subscribers, they get even more money off live ticket events. So I'll give you more information about that at the end of this podcast as well. Now it is time to meet Miles Morales, a normal Brooklyn teenager who develops mysterious powers after he is bitten by a radioactive spider and becomes the superhero Spider-Man. Wait a minute, I thought it was Peter Parker who was bitten by a radioactive spider and became our favourite web-slinging hero. Turns out there might be more than one version out there, so let's discover all of them in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Gotta go. If you want me to drive you, we gotta go now. Go, I'll walk. Personal chauffeur going once. It's okay. Seriously, Dad, walking would have been fine. 
Breaking news, Spider-Man saves the day again. Spider-Man. This guy swings in, wants the day, zip zaps off Nancy's to know. Accountability. Speed up, speed up. You I know, know these kids. Ability. Yo, Miles, man, you get arrested? Gosh, don't cops run red lights? Well, yeah, some do. But, uh, not your dad. In your universe, there's only one Spider-Man. But there's another universe. It looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. My name's Miles Morales. Hey, kid. You're like me. How? I knew my day would come around this time. I know it's complicated. You want to know what happened to you? I can teach you to be Spider-Man. Mm, I love this burger. So delicious. Mm, one of the best burgers I've ever had. You have money, right? I'm not very liquid right now. I think you're going to be a bad teacher. How am I supposed to save the whole world? You can't think about saving the world. You have to think about saving one person. One thing I know for sure, don't do it like me. Do it like you. Brooklyn! I see the spark in you. It's amazing. Hands up! Whatever you choose to do with it, you'll be great. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I wanna hear it. You wanna hear me say it? I love you, Dad. You're dropping me off out of school? I love you, Dad. Look at this place. Dad, I love you. Dad, I love you. That's a copy. Time to swing, just like I taught you. When did you teach me that? I didn't. It's a little joke for team building. Hey, guys. Okay, who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. Come on. How many more spider people are there? Save us at Comic-Con. What's Comic-Con? Let's go! We're recording this. Uh, it's a couple of weeks after uh, George Perez, the great uh, comic book artist, died. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, it made me quite nostalgic for, like I've always, like to me, George Perez and John Byrne are classic comic book mm. art, mm, mm, you know, mm, and, mm. and the best of it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was very exciting when you'd see him on something. And the reason I bring this up is uh, I went and uh, pulled out my old issues of uh, the Kurt Berswick written JLA versus Avengers. Oh, I've never read that. Mate. It is like it's a hundred percent a comic book, mm. and it is bonkers. And right. they not only squeeze all of the characters that you want to see together mm. in it, but they do. Like I'm not really giving anything away, but it does this thing where, like, the way they've thought through the different universes, mm-hmm. like the DC Planet Earth, for example, is actually bigger than the Marvel Earth and the the powers. Oh, the Flash doesn't have powers in the Marvel Universe because he can't tap into the Speed Force. But when Wanda goes to the DC Universe, her powers fucking go off the charts because DC is kind of a more powerful much place. More, and much more magical. So then, then her powers are like next level mm. and she's a powerful character in Marvel. It's a really... That's great. It's really clever. Yeah, wow. and, it, and, and, it, and it just stinks of comic book. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's great. And, then, and right towards the end... You know, it's it, this is not giving anything away because this is how these things work. Uh, they meet each other. 
do they fight? Of course they fight. <laughs> Hawkeye, Hawkeye sees the JLA and and for the first few panels is like, these guys remind me of someone. And then he goes, ah, oh, they're a Squadron Supreme knockoff, which is such an in comic book joke because the Squadron Supreme were a knockoff of... Uh, the JLA. The JLA, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the, so yeah. there's all these little in-jokes yeah. all the way through it. Right. So if you know the continuity of both. But towards the end, you know, of course, what do heroes do? They fight against each other. Weirdly, mm. the two heroes on each side that are losing their fucking minds and are really angry and really kind of got a bloodlust for each other. Yeah. Superman and Captain America. Great. Of course. Because they're, they're the ones so in tune with their universes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So then they have to team up. Yeah, great. And then they go up against this villain. But the as the as they're going up against the villain, there's all these... Uh, the, the, the two planets are being squeezed together and these, these waves of energy that are seeping through. <laughs> but every time a wave comes through, the heroes change. So suddenly it's not Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, it's Kyle Rayner. Green Lantern oh, in wow. the middle of a fight or or suddenly, you know, Hank Pym as Goliath is punching someone and then the wave comes through and suddenly he's Ant-Man, you know. Oh, so it squeezes in so many yeah, yeah, different yeah. characters and it's like, and basically, I barely, like I didn't really read it. I just wanted to look at Perez's artwork because mm. it's so detailed in that. Yeah. And uh, what I, the reason I bring that up is I feel like uh, it was, Good timing when you suggested let's watch uh, Spider-Man mm. Into the Spider-Verse mm. because this movie never forgets that it's a comic book oh, and yeah. oh, it never forgets its origins anyway yep. and it incorporates it throughout the movie and it's such a delightful film. When did you first see this? This, just off the back of that, this film is a miracle. Yeah. This is like... You know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't like kind of delineating like superhero movies, but if we're going to go down that definition of like, this isn't just the best superhero movie ever made. Like the gap between this and any of the others is like the Grand Canyon. It's right. like, I'm talking in terms of like pure comic book yes. vision yeah, and I know homage and yeah. depth of imagination and ingenuity. Yeah. And it is, I, I honestly, like it, ta- I've only, I, 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 this is one of those few movies that I watch sporadically. Like, I want to watch it every few months. And I'm oh, sure yeah. I only watch it every couple of years because yeah. I want to get that punch in the face every time I watch it. Yeah. It is a miracle that it that it not only is as brilliant as it is, that it, that it all holds together and it works. And that it's funny and it's emotional. Yeah. It's everything. It's every... It makes every... It makes even the best Marvel movie look like a shit episode of a CW show. Yes. Like, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, that is my opinion uh, of the good, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. It's just... It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie. And it's full of the joy. Just It's so joyful. Joy. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean... So, the first time I saw it was uh, the day it came out at the cinema. Me and my buddy... Uh, we were. So, I'm so glad we went into it super cynical. We were just like, Ugh, this is going to be so shit, but whatever. We always go to see these kind of movies together. We smoked a massive blunt outside the cinema, literally yeah. going, I cannot believe we've wasted 30 bucks to go and see this shit kids movie at yeah. the uh, event cinema. We slid into the seat and within, it wasn't, it, it was literally the opening titles with yes. the, the Columbia woman going, yeah, like yeah. changing. Yeah. And he started punching me in the leg and I started punching him in the leg like, right. what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then 
even on that shot of opening on Miles just singing at his desk, I felt like I was having a stroke. Like, what is ha- like, what is this animation? Yeah, you know the tick 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 yeah. tick tick. You know, and and the technical thing that's happening is that they're animating on twos. It's not there's no motion blur, so yeah. each frame is you know a, a locked off frame. And oh yeah, shift. so it's right. I wondered like, what that was. Yeah, so, so it's almost like claymation. Yeah, you know where each pose is. Uh, there, there, there's no frame in between a pose flowing into yeah. the next pose. It's pose, 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 yeah. pose, pose. So I it's wondered got that what that jitter. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, am I too high? Like, what is happening? And then, you know, suddenly it's like, wait, the colours are bleeding. And yeah. there's the four dots. And, yeah. it's and you know, there's words popping out of doors when the door slams. And yeah. just so much visual information. Um, and it was one of the most joyous experiences I've ever had in a cinema ever. And and the turnaround from what the expectation was was going in. Yeah. Of like, oh, okay, here we go. To like, this is just, I mean, again, I don't like even saying it's the best superhero movie of all time. It's just a perfect movie. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not uh, really that into animation. Mm. Uh, and... Like, not that I'm against it, but it's just yeah. not a preference. Yeah. Uh, same with musicals. Musicals, animation. <laughs> Give me an animated musical, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of the Disney Golden Age. Yeah, Fantasia, go fuck yourself. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so when it first came out, I, I didn't go to see it immediately because yeah, it just right. wasn't yeah. really, I was like, oh, great. Yeah. And then uh, I heard a few people say that it was fantastic. And it, when I start to hear that, the first thing I do was I kind of shut down a little bit mm. because it's like, oh, maybe I should go and see mm-hmm. this. So I, I don't want to have anything come in. Caught up with a mate that I had not seen in a long time. Mm. Did the same thing as mm-hmm. you. We went and like, I, I actually don't like going to see movies in gold class for the first time because it's usually a, a, a bit of a shit cinema and it's also yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, too many distractions as well. And too many distractions. But we, we were like, I don't know how into it they were. As, like they were into it as an idea, but yeah. it was a gold class yeah, idea, yeah, so we yeah. went to gold class. And then uh, <laughs> I think my friend nearly had a nervous breakdown. She loved it, but she was like, oh, "What just like, happened?" What is so, happening? so I was kind of as soon as it started happening, I was like, "Oh, this is fascinating," because it fit yeah. into decades of uh, language that we know from comic Absolutely. books. Absolutely, but for my friend who's never read a comic book, it was an overload but she yeah. had a great time but at yeah, the end yeah. of it she was like i have to go home i'm like exhausted see that's a, that, that's interesting because i could i could see how someone who's not used to the language could be exhausted uh, for me it's like th- another reason that I, I say this is a miracle it's like i've seen a lot of animated mm. f- especially a lot of shit animated films my, my yeah. job every school holidays we'd have to go to the the cinema and see you know whatever the awful fucking dreamworks movie of the moment was right uh and they're all so oppressive and aggressive and overloaded with like uh and by the end you know as an adult you're just sitting there like i've my soul sucked out of my body i feel like a hollow balsa wood man like I'm, i'm just exhausted yeah this is a thousand times faster more aggressive in its imagery and everything. And yet when I get to the end of it, I feel so amped up yeah. and alive yeah. and like, you know, my brain is on fire just yeah. from the ideas and the visuals and everything. And it's all like, it is a masterclass in it. it this could so easily be a, a mess. 
Yes. This could so easy, easily be like, you know, they're not only inventing new visual languages, they're putting in, you know, thousands of references. It's yeah. like different animation styles of all the different yeah. characters in the parallel. There's so much going on. It's incredible that it doesn't collapse under its own weight. Yeah. And, and make you, I mean, I, again, I'm just speaking for myself. I don't feel exhausted at the end. I put this on at 10 o'clock the other night. Yeah. And at midnight, I was like jacked. Yeah. So excited. That's, um, you should put it on earlier. <laughs> it's a late night. Uh, by the way, I love that your DreamWorks uh, overload animated noise sounds exactly like when uh, Heath Ledger's the Joker, the only Joker, uh, <laughs> when that when is uh, you know after the trucks flipped and Batman's oh, uh, yeah. Quack, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all over all over his henchmen who took made the mistake of trying to take the mask off. Uh, so Google our segment Google me Chuck top three responses when you Google Spider Man into the Spider Verse is there going to be a Spider Man into the Spider Verse two is, is. Spider Man into the Spider Verse coming we, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about this later push back to June second twenty twenty three I've got the stuff for that and the squid bits uh, I also did a lot of uh, background searching for this so when we get so we'll save all that chat for squid bits as well what do you mean oh about two no 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 uh sorry i mean uh in in the scenes i froze and i've picked out some of my favorites oh yeah so, great yeah. yeah great uh and also the third question is why was spider-man into the spider-verse so good and i feel like we've already <laughs> answered that question it's so good so good uh segment first context <laughs> these are some of the sci-fi movies that came out before and after now what i've done is uh for the sake of this uh movie i've kept it to superhero films. Yeah, great. Great idea. Uh, so 2013, you get Thor. And remember, I'm only picking like certain ones out mm. at this point. But 2013, you get Thor The Dark World. Mm. 2014, you get The Amazing Spider-Man 2. 2015, you get Avengers Age of Ultron. 2016, you get X-Men Apocalypse. So that's a pretty dire run of superhero films <laughs> right there. <laughs> In 2016, you also get Doctor Strange, depending on your mileage. Mm. Uh, I like the original Doctor Strange. I Look, I haven't seen okay. it since it came out. I enjoyed it a lot. I have a I feeling I, I would like it more in hindsight. By the way, I'm going to try and not do any, because this is only about a month after we saw Doctor Strange. Uh, oh, sorry, Mr. Normal in the universe that's slightly nothing. similar to ours. Yeah, yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work really hard not to rag on that. But uh, so Doctor Strange came out in 2016, which is fine. It's, you know, it's magic Tony Stark. You know why? Sorry, just to, I, the, the reason I really enjoyed it was because it was the first one of those Marvel movies. I think Captain America came out before that. It was, it was the one-two punch of the big airport battle and then that trippy yeah, so, scene. So Captain America Civil War also came out 2016. Yeah. And they I, both and, felt... And that was the first time I sat in the cinema watching an MCU movie. I was like, here we go. Here yeah. we go. We're yeah. getting into comic book world. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. It yeah. felt like the promise of what was to come. And then, you know, yeah. hey, the green lights or red lights in this universe is what we got. Yeah, yeah. You know, Civil War <laughs> also has um, has some pretty, like, regardless of the action in it, mm. has some pretty good acting, actually. Like, uh, the Civil stuff between uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans when yeah, they're disagreeing great. over stuff and he's like... Yeah. Like, it, it took me back to, once again, that George Perez, uh, Jim Shooter uh, run on yep. Avengers when yep. when Cap wasn't impressed with the way... Iron, this was before he knew that Tony Stark was Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was... Iron Man was technically, back then, Tony Stark's bodyguard. So, yeah. Cap used to think that when Iron Man was the chairman of the Avengers, he wasn't in, he thought he wasn't doing a good enough job because his real job was being uh, Tony Starks. Yeah, and then, right. Anyway, so they'd have, they used to be kind of at loggerheads for a, for a 
good year. Yeah, right. And okay. it was great. Yeah. So, that, so getting back to that made me very happy. But anyway, that's kind of the run. But then you, so 2016, you get that bad run. Then you get Captain America Civil War and Doctor Strange and things start to look up. Then you get Spider-Man Homecoming and I really enjoyed that. Like yeah. it's a, you know, that's a, a good film. And then after... Uh, and then after this year, in 2019, you get Avengers Endgame, which feels to me, the more we think about it, the, the capper on, on oh, the Marvel yeah, Universe. Absolutely. But then uh, in our segment, The Year That Was, so think about that run up and then and then think about, so twenty up till 2016, bad run, but then you get Captain America, Civil War and Doctor Strange, then you get Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017. In 2018, you get Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, really leans into that comic book kind yep. of uh, style of storytelling. Yep. Avengers of Infinity War. Great. Black Panther. Mm. Uh, Deadpool 2. Mm. And Venom. See, this is the thing. I think now that when, when you actually, and now with a few years distant, you kind of look at that year and you go, that was that was the peak. That was the peak. That was the peak. Everything now is just the avalanche yeah. <laughs> collapsing under the mountain. Yeah. Like, if, <laughs> if, if you get rid of that C, that rubbery CGI at the end of Black Panther, I think that's almost perfect. Yeah. Unfortunately, that, and that has, uh, I mean, that looked like dog shit the day it came out. That looked, and with a few looks, years later, it's like, Lee. <laughs> oh, I know. Because it's such a shame because it's actually, it's realistically one of the only superhero movies that has something to say outside of yes. uh, say something culturally yes 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 but infinity war i mean I, you know i i don't think in, maybe a miracle is too strong a word for infinity war but that is a that's a feat that movie oh yeah absolutely it's an incredible feat like they they spent the better part of a decade building up to yeah. a story about a guy who looks like a grape yeah and, and has <laughs> testicles for a chin and it's fucking fantastic no it is and and also that's one of the rare marvel movies where the special effects in the main are on point oh yeah it's and almost like they they saved money on the black panther final fight to put it into infinity war maybe maybe they did well you know the, the reason infinity war and endgame look so fantastic mm. is cuz they actually spent 500 million on both and yeah. then you know what they're doing now mm. they're fucking cutting costs to you know, because because that's why it's not like these movies make much money. Well, that's that's the thing. This is this Awful. this always happens. Awful. Like this always happens. Yeah. You get a successful franchise, and the first thing they do is cut the budget. Of course, like it's so dis- I mean, it's so disrespectful. It's it's literally like you know what the pigs will line up at the trough for whatever slop we fucking yeah. pile in. Yeah, who gives a shit? Well, that, that that's why <laughs> with my favorite directors, I want their movies to be box office hits. Not because I give a fuck about box office, mm. but because I want them to be given the budget that they can make the movie they want to make. That's that's all I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, a, a side note: my uh, my friend, my dear friend, is working on the new. Mad Max movie. Oh right, yeah. By all reports, it's gonna be fucking great. Oh yeah, I I have no I have no doubt about it. I didn't mind the trailer for the new George Miller film, the uh, the one where Tilda Swinson uh, discovers I can't think of the name of it, uh, but she anyway she comes into contact with a genie played by Idris Elba. Oh, okay. She has all these. I think it's like three wishes or something like that. Oh, okay, cool. The, the trailer was pretty fun. Oh. Um. So, I can officially say, uh, like you, I was jazzed for this movie from the opening credits, and it mm. is. It's the glitch. Like, it's the glitching <laughs> at the start. On oh, that doom, that doom music that's playing. Like, it's like, he, he, you know, it does, it. it's very rare for a movie. It's kind of like, you know, a few movies do it really well where when the, when the producer, you know, Universal or whatever comes up, and yeah. it's like, we're in. Yeah. Uh, Nolan movies do it. Yeah. You know, the drone starts yeah. straight away. Yeah. It's just that thing of like strap the fuck in. Yeah. 
Like this will not stop for two hours. Like why didn't the like why didn't oh. like this is a you know, this is a Marvel product. Why didn't they just fucking steal the glitch for madness of meth? I mean, I knew it when I was when I was watching the Spider-Man, what is it? Whatever, Spider-Man, all the franchises collide movie. And the, yeah, and that's, the, that's, that's its official title. <laughs> when franchises collide uh, and, the, and the multiverse of mediocrity. So, uh, Spider-Man, Marvel, reach around Sony <laughs> is uh, the official title. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was watching those two movies, like... You know, I, I didn't like either of them, and there was that kind of like memory of Spider Man uh, into the Spider Verse, and then rewatching this the other night, I was like, they should be so embarrassed. How can how can the miracle of Spider Man into the Spider Verse exist, and then you guys make multiverse of mediocrity and feel anything other than the most profound shame of your lack of imagination, your lack of vision? Oh, I know. Like you know. Uh, if, if Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse didn't exist and then you made Multiverse of Mediocrity and it's like, yeah, okay, cool, this is an introduction into the concept of the multiverse. Yeah. The, con- the, the concept of the multiverse is now ubiquitous. Everyone understands it. Yeah. The, the eco- and the economy of storytelling in Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, to, you know, it's yeah. like, it's a couple of lines here, yeah. bang, we've got the concept, let's yeah. go. That's, Not yeah. these long dialogues and boring scenes of yeah. two fucking actors on a green screen. Going, yeah. And then only to show you nothing, to show yeah. you like, oh, a universe where... Uh, you know, why didn't Wanda go to the universe where her kids didn't have a fucking mum? Take yeah. those kids. Yeah, that seems like you're bringing logic to a gunfight. Um, <laughs> look, we're, we're here to celebrate Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna. No, I'm you're right. gonna, I, won't, I won't mention the. I'm bit. gonna. No, no, no. It's not your fault. I, I'm doing this for myself. I don't want to get caught up in bagging something that's not worthwhile talking about. But I agree with everything that you're saying. Uh, and one of the things that you just said is that it gets into the story and it actually does what a lot of uh, old school Marvel comics used mm. to do. So yep. Marvel, uh, for anyone who didn't read comics back in the day, Stanley's thought was every comic could be someone's first. Yeah. So at the top of the opening page, it would always, in like about two sentences, give you the origin of the hero. Yep. Uh, Daredevil, you know, as a boy, blinded uh, by a radioactive isotope, now has a radar, fights crime as Daredevil. You know, Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. You know, Avengers, when uh, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, when when greater threats turn up that no individual can handle, Earth's mightiest heroes get together. Always Mm -hmm, the same, mm -hmm. right? So this this does a really entertaining info dump for Spider-Man. Like, we know who Spider-Man is, but this might be someone's first Spider-Man movie. And there is so many... In that opening, there are so many funny references... I thought I'd share my favourite three with you yeah. and and feel free to add any that you loved as well. Yeah. But in order of um, <laughs> uh, in order of what I loved was I loved that they brought up the Spider-Man theme song. Yep. So good. Yep. Because I have f- very fond memories of that Definitely. cartoon. Yep. So that was great. Dancing down the street. Right. We don't talk about this anymore. <laughs> like, great. Uh, which, um, which I think I told you. I read an interview with Sam Raimi who, who said, oh, I, I failed with that scene because to me it was clearly yeah, a is, joke. It's a joke. He, he yeah. is a dweeb. Yeah. And this is what a dweeb would do if he thought he was cool. Yeah, and that's yeah, the yeah, joke. Yeah. But everyone was like, he looks like a fucking dweeb. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. 
that's the I gag. Think, so that, there's a failure in something. There. Well, I think if the movie on either side of that gag had been better, people would have been more forgiving. I just think it was one more kind of fucking... Yeah. I, although, it's although, so funny. I rewatched Spider-Man 3 a year or two ago, and it's like, you know it's what? That bad. It's a lot better than a lot of fucking MCU movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, got yeah. a lot of heart. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not great, but it's not... You know, well, it's just, it's a, it's just that the second one's so fantastic. Second one's so and great. The, the third, like the the scene where he becomes Sandman's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, but I also appreciate the ice block, which I vaguely, re- I very vaguely remember the ice block for a very short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, and to yeah, see yeah. it yeah. was great. Um, I also just really dig a Spider-Man who's into it. Yeah. Like, this is a Spider-Man who is fucking having a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on top of his game. Alpha Spider-Man. That great shot where, he, uh, where the car's coming through the window. Because in, oh, in, yeah. in the movie, yeah, he, he, you he, know, he gets wasted by it. But in this one, and I love that he's not Peter Parker in any, like, in any of the scenes. He's always yeah, Spider-Man. Always Spider-Man. But the, just, that, just that animation flourish of him turning around and KOing the car. Oh, yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. Really entertaining. Really entertaining. Everything tonally is yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, brilliant. And, and so much fun. Brilliant. Uh so, is there anything else? Like, there's so much that happens, but it just gets you up to speed with. Uh, well, again, Spider-Man I think it's just so that quickly. thing of like, here we go. Like, you know, from that opener, this isn't going to stop. Yeah. You know, and obviously we get bre- we get breathing scenes. Yeah. But even in those scenes that it slow down, like there's so much visual information that it's yeah. still like this is not a movie you can passively watch. Yeah. Uh, and. I yeah I just it's just fucking great. <laughs> yeah yeah it really is. Uh then uh and b- by the way it would have actually th- this could have easily turned into a 9 hour podcast because if mm. uh, if I stop down for every little thing oh, yeah. it's just it's a lot so I The only the only other movie that I think packs in as many references is actually the Lego Batman movie. Oh yeah. Which I, I don't think is as good as Spider-Verse, but it's yeah. in a similar realm of yeah. that kind of like, you know, celebrating the entire mythos yeah. of, of this character. Yeah. Uh, and doing it in that kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, but not cynical way. Yeah. Very reverential. Yeah, this isn't this is not a cynical movie at all. Not which at all. Right. Not yeah. at all. Uh and it's also, you know, sometimes I find with some of the movies, it they feel a little bit embarrassed that they're yeah. superhero films. And uh, that's a very specific thing to pick up on. Yep. But uh, this is like, these are our roots and this is what we're doing. How well, great is it? Uh, well, again, I mean, and, and, you know, I don't mean to keep going back to MCU, but it's difficult not to contrast them. That It, it does the opposite. You know, so much, many of the MCU movies feel the need to be like, yeah, we know. Oh, I know. We know. And it's yeah. like, yeah, we know too. That's why we're here. Yeah. You know, this movie introduces a, a, a fucking cartoon pig. And there's never a moment where it's like this is this is what's happening. Yeah, you know, like my hands are wet because I just washed them. Yeah, so funny, <laughs> like a great line, like just a great line. You know, that reminds me of the um, of uh, Grant Morrison's Multiversity. Mm. You know, where and and also in Final Crisis, where mm. he, you know, it's this big dark apocalyptic story for the DC universe that draws in all the mythology going back to Jack Kirby's yep, New Gods and yep. and playing around with the, the ideas and themes of, uh, of uh, good and evil on, yep. on, on such an operatic level. Yep. And then he's got Captain Carrot turning up. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it's like, and, and that's, you know, that's yep. the difference between here's another comic where Superman's evil. And here's something that is actually trying to explore themes and ideas and never forgets. It, they're also rude. fun. Yeah, it's fun. You know, I think you know? at one point someone's 
jumps on Captain Karen and they think he's dead and he pops back in and he's like, you know, you know, you can't defeat cartoon physics. physics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's great. And speaking of Kirby, I think this movie of all the superhero movies that have ever existed is the greatest homage to the visuals of Kirby. Well, you get the Kirby the crackle. The Kirby crackle the whole yeah. way through. Yeah. The whole way through. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know what the Kirby crackle is. <laughs> for 99% of people. <laughs> for, oh, yeah, I know. I, I recently um, <laughs> I recently put up on uh, Patreon for everyone to sort of, because uh, we're coming to the end of the David Lynch movies. I and, know. And, and people have been making suggestions. It's very, uh, some really interesting suggestions, actually. Yeah. But there has been a uh, <laughs> groundswell of, um, uh, can you do some movies that we've heard of? <laughs> so, uh, you know how we've been talking about. Get on board, people. Yeah, you know how we've been talking about. Uh, we should go a little bit more mainstream for yeah, our yeah, next yeah, one. Yeah. So I, people have been very nice about it, but they've also been a bit like, w- w- what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> That's all right. We'll go mainstream and then we're going to fucking hurt you. We'll do so Michael much. Bay next, you fucking peasants. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do all the Michael Bay movies. And at the end of it, we'll do a joint suicide. That'll be great, won't it? You can listen to that. Um, good suggestions. I'll share them with you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our introduction to Miles Morales is also a great introduction and makes the character instantly likable. Miles is an interesting interpretation of the Peter Parker dynamic. So back in the 60s, mm. he was the outcast nerd. Mm. Uh, culture has changed and moved along. And it makes sense that now he would be an inner city kid with a mixed background. Yep. Uh, he's African-American and Puerto Rican. So that's yep. his descent. Uh there's so much to like about the character of Miles. Uh, for me, the the the, the part that um, I kind of really got into was like he's poor and then having to go to the mm. well. He's not poor, but he's very much he's middle very class. much lower middle yeah, class. Lower middle class, yeah. You know, probably probably one of those families that works really hard yeah. and maybe has a month's mortgage in their back pocket if something goes wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like they're right on the cusp of it. And then him having to go to the new school, Mm. you know, so you see him walking past the old school and the dynamic. And then by the time he gets to the new school and everyone's just, it just really suits uh, and appeals to how I feel about those types of people. (laughs) As I get more and more militant, as I get older, about anyone born with a silver spoon rammed up their arsehole. And if you notice, uh, the animation style of the background changes... Uh, so when he's walking through his very familiar neighbourhood, everything's very crisp. Yeah. All the background characters are completely delineated. They've yep. all got definition. Yeah. As soon as he and character that, as well, like character. the way they interact. Totally. Yeah. And as soon as he goes into the new place, everything starts getting blurry. Everything yep. starts getting more intense. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that that's happening. You don't even notice. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
it's not on the first viewing. These are things not you have to watch all. over and over and over again to go, oh, this, every part of the visual language of this movie is influencing how you feel yes. about what's about what's unfolding. Yes. And then, of course, when he first gets his powers, all of a sudden that's when the, the, the thought bubbles start coming yes. in and the sound effects start yes. going off. And, and it's like, oh, he's turning into a comic yeah, book yeah, superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to also say, uh, you mentioned it earlier, just such a nice little touch, singing along and not knowing the lyrics. It's, it's great. such a small, throwaway scene, but yeah. and then it pays off nicely at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you really get, you really feel as though he is a awkward teenager. Yeah, like you know, he knows who he is, and he's yeah. and he's pretty cool for yeah. a, whatever fifteen year old. Yeah, he's a great artist, all that stuff. But you know, even his interactions with Gwen, it you know that that great teen thing of like we like each other, but yeah. we kind of don't even really understand. Oh, these when, when he tries to put his and, uncle's uh, yeah. advice in, <laughs> no. yeah, that, that's a really funny scene. That's a really funny scene. Yeah, I mean, oh God, his relationship with his uncle's beautiful. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I also really love the dad dynamic. Yep. It's really funny when yep. his dad's on the, tell me you love me. Like, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. That's copy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Miles is given his first assi- his assignment, which is what type of person do you want to be? This is the basic theme of the movie that not only applies to Miles, right. but applies to his uncle, and applies to his father, uh, applies to uh, Peter B. Parker. Like, it's a, it's a really... Yep. Interesting, even down, even Kingpin, even Kingpin. You yep. know, like with the way he has to kind of uh, take into account his actions mm-hmm. and the way they reverberate mm-hmm. throughout the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good question to ask yourself, isn't it? I, I, like how, like I, I would think say it's, it's probably the only question to ask yourself, right? Or one of the only questions. Well, it, I, I think it's a question that you should. I, I think it's a question that you should often ask of yourself yeah. and never have a definitive answer. Yeah, like you can, you you can't just like I I think it's a question. Like I'm not saying you should ask it every day. No, but there there should just be certain times in your life when, especially when you have proper decisions to make, mm. ask yourself the question then, and also the reason it can't be definitive. You can't just say I just want to be a good person. Well, mm. what does that mean? Well, what does that mean? That's mm. kind of that that kind of means nothing, and mm. also. Over time, things change and you have different information and, and you're a different person. I'm such mm. a big believer in the the different versions of yourself oh, throughout your life. Dude, like... like yeah, it always bothers me when someone says, uh, you've never changed. I say, well, I hope so. Yeah. I was talking to a kid the other day. He's just turned 13 or 14. I can't remember. But, you know, he was he was just going like... He came and visited the primary school that he that he spent his entire, you know, younger years at. And we were just sitting there, and he's like, "Why do why do I why why every time do I think about the way I was as a kid? Do I cringe?" And I was like, "Because well, you're 14. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Yeah. Same reason, you know. I look back on who I was when I was 23, and no, I don't cringe, but it's like, oh, okay, like, yeah. you know, you know, you thought you had it all together. I mean, even when I was 30, it wasn't it was 10 years ago? I'm like, uh, you know, there's a there's a continuity of personality, yeah. and, and and but you know." I'm 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 increasingly finding it very difficult to even relate to who I was ten years ago. Like yeah. my motivations for things, yeah. my uh, inability to control my emotional state, my hedonism, like all these things that have kind of been refined over the past ten years. You know, I feel like that 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 you know that hopefully you land on a very clearly defined set of morals early yeah. on. 
you know, don't be a fucking, you know, don't pin me around destroying other people's lives. Yeah. Pretty good place to start. But, you know, like, unless there's a constant evolution, you don't want to be who you were at 20, when you're 40. My God. Oh, no, that'd be awful. So, a couple of things that uh, come off the back of that. One is, I even think uh, moralistically things change as well. Yes. Uh, maybe some core tenets stay the same. Yeah. Don't have a drink. That's not a Nolan reference. That's a Nolan reference. Have a drink. But the other thing is that, you know, you just kind of learn more. And so yeah. then as you get older, you, like I'm probably more rigid in some and less rigid in others. Totally. totally. And, and I'm very specifically, like I'm trying to think of an example, but I, I feel like um, I'm less judgmental yeah. from – this is actually going – back many years, like decades. But I'm less judgmental about breakups than I was when I was younger. Your Especially, own no, mainly more with uh, maybe maybe mainly with friends, you know, especially when mm. you find out one person has, you know, seems to have done the dirty on the other well, one. Yeah. And once upon a time that was a black and white situation. Yeah. God, but now I'm very much of a, like, who gives a shit what I think about yeah, why people yeah, broke yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, this person might have done something wrong here, depending on the severity yeah. of what they've done. Yeah. But how did they get to that point? Uh, like, I kind of need to be across that. And if I'm not across that, I'll, I'm less inclined to make a decision on how I feel about well, just that. just understanding that there's, you know, I mean, there's infinite complexity to all things. I mean, that yeah. is definitely a thing of getting older. You realise that uh, the binary of thought is... What's what's that old adage? You know, if 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 you're right wing when you're young, you have no heart. You have no heart, and if you're if you're too far to the left when you're older, you have no brain. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not saying I'm going right yeah. at all because I, no. I think those binary terms are so ridiculous. Right no. and left have no meaning anymore. Yeah. But I'm definitely I'm definitely becoming maybe not conservative is not the right word, but definitely more, just more nuanced in like and, yeah. and, and you know what kind of going. I used to have so much contempt for fence sitters. Yeah. Whereas these days, uh, uh, you know, there's obviously certain issues that you shouldn't be on the fence about. You right. know, rampant discrimination. Yeah. You know, uh, genocide. <laughs> like, yeah. There's certain things. Yeah. But, but, you know, like whenever I hear very much younger people kind of, you know, ranting about their social justice credentials and its stuff and it's like okay that's cool you're tweeting that out on a phone made by slaves full of conflict minerals like you yeah. need to kind of like yeah. realize there is a gray area in all there's of a this. compromise to and some of the stuff that you're doing absolutely and it's not yeah. to say that you shouldn't take a really firm stance on issues you absolutely should yeah. but don't trick yourself into thinking that you're somehow exempt from being a part of it all. You are a part of it all. And to square yourself with that is part of the journey of realising that there is complexity and grey in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. You know, the um, it's interesting. Uh, so our for people overseas, our new Prime Minister, uh, Anthony Albanese, yeah. who uh, only just got in a week ago. Thank God, by the way. We haven't referenced that. But oh, my Lord. I, my whole body unclenched last Saturday Oh, night. my Lord. <laughs> oh, my we Lord. don't have to look at that fucking smirk anymore. I reckon I shit a fucking poo diamond. My ass was clenched so hard during the election. And, then, and when the result came through, I was immediately tired. Because I couldn't even celebrate. We I talked like, about that. Oh. We talked about that. How gaslit we've been over the last, yeah. like, uh, not yeah. just three years, but nine years with yeah. this fucking fascist government. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, like, you, so uh, yeah. Sorry. What no, 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 no,
yesterday in the news, uh, one of the Labor MPs, uh, Tanya Plibersek, called oh. uh, referred to Dutton in, as Voldemort. In, as Voldemort. <laughs> and, and Albanese called her out on it and said, we're not going to do that. And I think that's actually yeah, the right good move. Good on him. And yes. I, I, think, Correct. I think if you want things to change... You know, you have to do that, and the, and we don't need that in politics. No, do you know what I mean? Like, don't. if you, if you want to, what I need this this government to be is decent yep. and doing their job. That's yep. all I need them to be: decent yep. and doing their job. Stay out of the culture war. That's it. That's all you need to do, and that it was a really good move. On the plus side, I'm not in politics, and I reckon you know Dutton wasn't born from a woman. He was in an egg, and a thing jumped out and attached to a person's face, I dropped agree. a fetus in, and then he burst out of their stomach. So fuck you, Pete yeah, Dutton. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, uh, man, the, man, the, man, <laughs> the man with black marbles for eyes. <laughs> Woo, he is so terrifying. I'm all for politics, being decent, and uh, you know having some integrity. But this guy has a podcast, and I have none of that. <laughs> so fuck you. Leave it to the hoi polloi yeah. to uh, to yell out. The fucking funny names, yeah. But no, I agree, and I, you know, like, look, we could all be cursing his name a year from now, but I feel like, uh, I feel ho- like cautiously hopeful for the first time well, in a long time. We, that we, a- might, we might be erecting statues to him in a year's time, so he could like- end up being one of the most consequential people ever. I just think that the time has come for the end to this, you know, leadership yep. spills and and, yep. and 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 just the 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 kayfabe WWF nature of politics yeah the world is burning it is time for sensible people to enact some kind of fucking decent change and not just be corrupt pentecostal maniacs yeah well you know like uh, i i think i told you earlier when uh peter malinowskis got in as the south australian premier i it was the first glimmer of hope that i yep. kind of really felt yep. in a long time so i'm very up for that just getting back to the second thing i was going to say mm. uh was I don't know about you, but when it comes to my comedy shows, mm. I'm always really embarrassed by what I produced five years ago. Oh, yeah. And I have quite a little bit of um, uh, genuine affection for shows 10 years ago. Oh, right. So it's like every five years, it's like I go, oh, God, why did I create that? That Like, I, as far as I'm concerned... I've never nailed a show. Like I've never, like I've gotten close. Yeah, I've, right. I've had, I've, you know, that's been within reach, but I've, I just never think that I, I just still believe that my best work, whatever it is going to be in whatever, whatever medium is still ahead of that's me. That's great though. Uh, but looking back five years, I feel just a little <laughs> bit sick and embarrassed. But 10 years ago, even when I can still see the warts and the things that were yeah, wrong with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little bit more of affection for him. And I also understand that, you know, like there's one show in particular from 2011 that when I look back on it, I go, fuck, I just, I just wish I'd spent two years on that mm. rather than a year because there's just a couple of things in it that I reckon do not work. Mm. But it's because... You know, at that stage, I had been writing new shows mm, every year mm, since 1994, mm, mm. and it, it needed two years. The, th- the, the, the the concept was just a little bit ahead of the general public, yeah. and uh, that was the year that I did a show that came... The app. The, the app, and yeah. then you could, while I'd encourage people to get their phones out, and you can check the apps out while I'm talking, there was extra material. And as soon as I said to people, you can get your phones out, it's probably the first season I'd had in a long time where no one got their phone out, because they thought I was... <laughs> Pulling a trick on it. So, yeah, is it? Are you, do you have more affection for the ten-year-old shows because that guy's more of a different guy? That's a different guy. It's yeah, different yeah, guy. yeah. And you're just still a little bit too in touch with the guy from five years ago. Yeah, that's the reason I don't put 
clips of my comedy online. Oh, I'm the same. I don't put anything online because it's like, oh. you know, I just kind of, yeah, I, I, I'm the same. There's 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 probably three gigs in my entire 17 years of comedy where I've gone, nailed it. Yeah. Like, nailed it to a level that I think is like yeah. perfection. Yeah. I reckon I've got two gigs. Mm. That I genuinely Where you're just that, like fucking Where you're out of your body going Whoa That yeah. was crazy <laughs> I reckon I reckon The best gig that I ever did That was probably seen by 150 people And that was it Was the day that we were doing The Shelf in Melbourne hmm. And I got up on the Monday morning And it was the siege in Sydney And uh, I saw it I saw the news Kind of mm, hit at about 9.30am mm, And I stayed on it For mm, the whole day Knowing that I had to open this show And, pe- and this was going to be on everyone's minds And I had to find angles Great. to how to find a way to talk about this that does not derail the show that we are about to mm, do mm. and i wrote right up until six thirty, and then i was checking mm. the news and then at seven i turned off my phone and then i just memorized everything and then did like a 15 to 17 minutes of stuff on it at seven thirty. Yeah, and 150 people saw that. And if everyone had seen that, I'd be the biggest star in the world. Dude, the best, <laughs> g- <laughs> the best gig I ever did was to about 25 people. Best gig of my yeah. life, and it was under. It was just after I'd recovered from my first yeah. uh, uh, chronic surgery. Yeah, and I'd never talked about it on stage before. Yeah, and I got up and did 20 minutes of, and the, the gig's recorded. I, I watch it every so often and just be like, "Where did you even go?" It's like it's like a festival show in miniature. It's got a yeah. full narrative. There's no pauses. Every joke is crushing. Everyone in the yeah. audience is like rocking back and forth, like yeah. crying with laughter. Yeah, and I've never been able, to, I've never, never been yeah. able to talk about it yeah. since. <laughs> it's like the one one time nailed it. Twenty five minutes. Yeah, never before, performed before. Never spoken before. Yeah. and never again. Uh, for anyone who might be listening to this podcast for the first time, Ben and I don't, normally don't get into circle jerks, but uh, <laughs> for our long-time listeners, this is a rare moment. So uh, if this is your first uh, podcast and you're thinking, fuck, these guys are into each other, go back and listen to some of the previous yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll get some nice self-loathing to even shit out. <laughs> uh, Miles and his uncle Aaron find a place to spray paint some art and mm. it is here that Miles is bitten by the infamous spider. Fucking very full-on scene of the way they draw the spider really oh, yeah. is, oh, it's and then how and creepy. how dismissive it is that he just flicks it off it's yeah. fucking hilarious yeah it's, it's like <laughs> he, it's so funny isn't it because it's a big momentous <laughs> moment and to him it's just like ouch yeah uh, I love that he learns what is happening to him from that world's comics yes so uh, two things I love that on this world they imagine the real Peter Parker mm. you know real in inverted commas as Spider-Man which reminds me of uh Barry Allen reading about Jay Garrick yes. on Earth 2 in, yes. uh, in The Flash, which is kind of the uh, 1950s beginning of all of this. Totally. Uh, I also... Oh, look, fuck, sorry. I've written this question and I know that I said that I didn't want to get into any b- bagging of shit. So I'm going to try and Please, be positive no, while we discuss this. Also, I just wish the MCU took more time with their world building because I'd love to see what product is produced in that world. <laughs> so... Um, so I came up with something that I would love to see in the MCU, which would mm. be a good movie. All right, <laughs> sorry, I've come up with two things. <laughs> that, no, no, but this is a this is a little thing, and it gets back to a very comic book uh, approach yeah. that has happened for decades, and it also, um, it also solves a problem. Mm. I wish in the MCU that 
there is a Marvel Comics that produces comics about the real-life superheroes, mm. and it's all the creators who they've siphoned their material from to make the movies. So what you do is... So if you have Jim Starlin mm. in an MCU movie... Mm. And by the way, the, like people would think, oh, who wants to watch that? It can be as quick... As oh, yeah. all the stuff that we get in this, yeah, but we could have a we could have a real like you know they like to have their fucking comedy yeah, like no. we could have a scene where Spider Man goes in and he's talking yeah. to Jim Starlin and he's talking to like Jim Starlin didn't work on Spider Man but I'm just trying to yeah, think yeah, of, yeah, you know yeah. the, the, and these creators who uh, you know produce Thanos yeah. and all of these heroes then they get a paycheck. Mm, so yeah. you might not be paying them for all their work, yeah. but at least they're getting something for the yeah. work that you're mining. Like yeah. you know, like they had Ed Brubaker in a in the background of a scene of Winter Soldier. Right, right, well, right. why not give him some lines where yeah, yeah. you know, like Tom Holland's fucking fantastic. Like yeah. he's such a funny little actor. Yeah. Have him as Spider Man pitching ideas to these writers, and they're all knocking it back for not being realistic enough. Yeah, or, great. Or or you know, them coming up with their ideas yeah, and him yeah, 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 yeah. feeling you know because he's a nice boy having oh yeah no okay you know I can see him actually. Going, Actual meta. Have him have him be have him have them saying, Oh, we're writing you as a real loser with women and him going, Oh yeah, okay, yeah, if that's what you want to put out there, you know, like you could but you could just and that could just be an ongoing thing that yeah. you come back to now and again. They're bringing in the FF. That used to happen in the FF a lot. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, uh Jack Kirby mm-hmm. and Joe Sinnott and uh, not Joe Sinnott, uh, uh, Mar- Marie Severin and Stan right, Lee right, right, right. would turn up and they were creating the stories oh, of the Fantastic great. Four. It happened in DC Comics. They so- do it in the boys. Right. Oh, do There's they? the whole merchandising right. wing in, in you know, right. because because the boys is the, this big company, yep. big corporate entity. Right. You know, they're, they're making the movies, yep. they're, you know, putting the public image out there. So there's yep. a lot of that metatextual kind of, uh, yep. you know, representation versus reality stuff in the boys. Yep. You know, have Benedict Cumberbatch turn up and say, "Is that how you see me?" And then you look, and it's a really classic drawing of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Strange. My, I'm not. Does my chin look that pointy? You know, <laughs> so you could have fun with it. Yep. Um, and then on the on the other side of things, one of the things that honestly, like, it's such a small thing, but it drives mm. me insane is that the blip happens, right? Mm. Which I, I I think the blip's great. Yeah. Like the blip is such a great moment yeah. in Infinity War and yeah. I think it's great when they come back. I think it's a really yeah. exciting moment in yeah. when uh, when it happens in uh, Endgame. Yeah. Everyone's just fine. I know. Again, it's... They fucking like, cease to exist for five years. I know. That's the whole CW effect of Marvel movies. It's like you have these monumental things and then it's just like a fucking soap opera. Like, hey, who cares? Mate, we're still talking about COVID. Like, we're still talking about... We're all fucking traumatised from COVID. Yes. Imagine if you ceased to exist for five years. Imagine if you came back and... Like, your wife's married to someone else and now has a, a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's all these... Or the, or the, or, or, or the person who's being abused by their partner and that partner disappears and they're finally oh, free from the prison shit. of their abuse and then all of a sudden that person's back. Fuck. All of it. Like, there's so... Put there's that, so... In, a, put that <laughs> in a fucking Daredevil movie. <laughs> yeah, man. Have, have Daredevil fucking pounding on the fucking arsehole that's come back from the blip. Who doesn't want to see fucking Charlie Cox's fucking Daredevil there's pounding so, on some arsehole? There's so arsehole? much. There's so much. <laughs> and like, I know that it was like addressed in that uh, in that Spider-Man movie that came out after Endgame and how funny it was that everyone appeared no at the home. basketball game and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously that, that's appropriate to the tone of that movie. But that's about all that, like, 
That's about all we saw of these oh, people. Oh, they make coming. a little mention like, here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember when people just ceased to exist for a while? Oh, look, there's a giant coming out of the water. Oh, yeah, anyway, uh, are you watching maths tonight? Like, what the fuck? I actually think bringing everyone back was a deeply immoral decision after that long. I, I, I just think it was... I, we probably didn't have time to get into why I think that. But this is... It's, but, a, it's, a, it's a fucking massive decision to fucking make after five years to just go, oh, you know what? I feel bad about fucking up, so I'm just going to click my fingers and well, bring half the world's population back without any thought for, are there enough resources to deal with that? Does everyone want that to happen? Well, well here's the other thing, is that... Oh, fucking hell. I just... Oh, anyway, I really just want to celebrate this I know, movie. I know, but, but, but it, it was so, always going to be like this. This is going to be a two-parter. You know yeah, this is yeah. happening. <laughs> but anyway, you might find this hard to believe, but one of the many frustrations I feel with movies that tackle big ideas mm. is not exploring yeah, the big idea. And, absolutely. And, and wasting it. Yep. That is, that is my number one issue with Doctor Strange and why everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. is such a better film and this is such a better film because it explores the concept it explores the idea totally you know I'm, I'm not saying Doctor Strange needed people to ram things up their arsehole to be able to get in touch with powers they have in different universes but fuck I wish they had like that would have been well, fantastic just something other than sorry. So, so anyway so, sorry, so this is getting to the point of what you're saying about Tony Stark's decision mm. like that is literally what they should be exploring. Like, yeah. there should be... So, in Alan Moore's uh, Miracle Man run, mm. right? There, it gets to... Have you read it? No. Oh, anyway, look. It, it gets to a... It explores the idea. You need to explore idea. consequence yeah. and, and not just do it in a... Like, no. they did it in Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, yeah. oh, they're all bad. But it was like... No, no, I mean, but, that show's fucking stinks. Oh, no, that's... No, no, but in, in Miracle Man, there is... Uh, there's, there's a bad guy... Yeah. And some of the kids start dressing like him and take yeah. on the persona, right? Yeah. As and they would. As they As would. they do. Yeah, you know, it was... Uh, do you know how many kids I've seen wearing a Thanos glove? Yes. Thinking it's hilarious that you could fucking click and kill yeah. half the people on planet yeah. Earth. They, you know, they do that. And well, that's like, isn't there a scene in Hawkeye where someone's graffitied uh, Thanos was right? You know, like, that's... that's Explore that. Yeah. And one of the things that should be explored yeah. is... Iron Man's decision, because even though he dies a hero, and it's and it's great. Like I'm not saying yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, not yeah, to yeah, ruin yeah. that moment. And Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic, but his decision is technically selfish because he has a daughter. Is. So of course it is. Let's explore. Let's explore the ramifications of that daughter living in a world where someone says that to her. You know, or or you know, bring. Look, I know people don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, but I, I think. Regardless of the person, I think she is a fine actor. She, I've really enjoyed her in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Bring her back. Give her something meaty to deal with. Maybe she's dealing with the fact that she's seeing the ramifications where she's really happy that she has a daughter but uh, and has kept a daughter, mm. but she's dealing with the, the sadness of losing the man that she loves, but also dealing with the fact that maybe the world is fucking struggling. Like we, like, we live in a world where fucking Americans can't get fucking baby formula. Oh, yeah. We're running out of wheat. We're about to have electricity prices yeah. fly through the roof. Now, yeah. I know we go to the movies for escapism, but you can still explore these ideas in an entertaining way. Absolutely. And just, and just like, you know, uh, flexing the imagination, like, you know, again, everything everywhere all at once in this movie, they really show, you know, a... Uh, 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 Profound use of imagination yeah. that, that that isn't relegated to this. Doctor Strange has a ponytail. 
And this oh, Doctor okay. Strange right. doesn't have a beard. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Right. The infinite complexity of the multiverse. It's madness. <laughs> it's mad. All right. Okay, I'm going to stop being angry about that movie. All right. So when we see the Green Goblin, uh, mm. I knew this was uh, immediately the ultimate universe because of the design. So, oh, is that what he looks like in the Ultimate Universe? Yeah, right. so okay. uh, for anyone who doesn't know what I mean when I'm referencing the Ultimate Universe, uh, a while back now, mm. they created a whole new universe mm. where they revamped the origins at the, that's where uh, and kind of made it more modern. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Peter Parker... Uh, that we have in this movie mm. is is kind of that version. Miles Morales comes from the Ultimate right, Universe. Okay. Uh, essentially, uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury is right. from the Ultimate Universe, and essentially, the Avengers that we follow is not the classic comic; it's the Ultimates. Sure, which okay. is the, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But in the Ultimate Universe, the original Peter Parker dies. And so, as soon as I saw... So, it's not giving anything away for anyone else, but as soon as I saw the, that design of the Green Goblin, I thought, I reckon this Spider-Man's in trouble. So, right. I really appreciated that. Um, funnily enough, when they took off his mask and he was blonde, mm. I was weirdly relieved uh, because um, it's, it's, it's not the classic Peter Parker. Yep. So, I felt kind of like, yeah, oh... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really sad this one died, but fuck, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not my boy Pete. Do you know what I mean? It's not the Pete I grew up it's with. Some other Pete. It's some other Pete, uh, and the, I felt like this was a good way to deal with the fundamental issue of the multiverse, which is if one version dies, who gives a shit? Yep. You know, like I think that's the main thing that no one's really thinking through totally. story wise, totally. because if you are not like in a weird way. Like, this is in hindsight because I think this is a problem that's probably arisen that you could not foresee unless you already made the movie. But in a way, the multiverse maybe would have been better off coming in before Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson in particular left because we actually had affection for their performances. So then when you get alternate versions, it would you've still got those guys then before they leave. But now I don't really have a lot of affection or any any desire to really follow any main characters. So then when other versions come up, it's like... Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But also, it's that thing of like, if you're... You know, the reason we care about this Peter Parker getting getting killed is because we're looking at it through the eyes of a character, Miles Morales. So we care because he's devastated. And we understand that he's a teenager and suddenly we just implicitly know, shit, this is on you now. And you're not prepared. So there is an emotional weight behind it as opposed to, you know, when... The alternate dimension, Professor X's spoiler alert for Doctor Shit, uh, when his neck is snapped in that movie, even I I don't care because it's not my Professor X. Doctor Shit in the Metamucil of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care because it's not my Professor X that I know. It looks yeah. like him, and also there's no character witnessing the death that I care about. So yeah. it's just a double not care. I don't care. Yeah. Oh. It's just, a, it's just, it's it's a, it's a, do that it's a street. fax of a photo yeah. of a guy that I know being torn up. Cool. Yeah. Don't give Great. a shit. Great. Yeah. You might as well go and print out uh, a picture of the Mona Lisa and rip it in front of yeah. me. Whoa. Whoa. I can't believe you did that to a fucking printer. 
Oh, I'm trying not to be negative, but this movie's wonderful. I love it. Um, which character design appeals to you the most? Because uh, the reason I bring that up is one of the things that really blew me away mm. when I first watched it was it's the the Bill Sinkovics uh, or Sinkovics, uh, Sinkovich, Bill Sinkovich. Uh, version of Kingpin. Oh, the Kingpin design is oh, unbelievable. Which, it's so cool. Which I first saw in a, uh, a one-off graphic novel by him and Frank Miller called uh, Daredevil something. Anyway, it's, it's, it's one of those. Beautiful. It's one of those brilliant. You know, I, I, I'm not like you. I lo- I'm a big animation buff. I love animation, and I lament the lack of imagination in so much animation. The idea right. that you can do anything, yeah, and yet. They do nothing so yep. much of the time. And you're looking at that design, it's like it anatomically is impossible. It makes no sense. His head is in the middle of his chest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's an expression. But it's, it's an expression of it, the character. Yeah, so, it, and that's what fucking cartooning and yeah. animation is. It's yeah. the essence of a mode of being or or, 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 or energy. Yeah. You know, and you just see that character design and he is terrifying. And yeah. then later on, even though... You know, the guy doesn't have superpowers or whatever. When he's picking up buses and tearing them in half, it's like, no, he is. Of course he's doing yeah. that because the guy is, like, he's, huge. He's monstrous. Yeah, he's yeah, monstrous. Yeah. He's a monster. It's funny, The uh, I kind of didn't appreciate Jack Kirby's art. Not not when I was really young, but, you know, kind of in mm. those teenage years, I was a bit like, oh, this doesn't look as good as the Burn or the Perez mm, or no, the Buscema or stuff like that. But then you get older and then you go, oh, yeah, no, no, but it has power. In it. And it, it is, once again, it's an expression of character it's expressionistic. As well. Man, when you look back on those um, crazy Galactus yeah, it's yeah, stories, uh, even more so than Fantastic Four when he's in space with uh, Thor, they are... It's amazing. Like they're kind of a little bit uh, yeah. uh, overwhelming with what's coming at you yeah, from yeah, the page. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, just as a quick aside, uh, the breaking up of the screen into comic book oh. style panels reminded me of. I know this is a this is not a great movie, but what Ang Lee was trying to achieve In with Hulk. the Hulk. Yes, and I, I always appreciated that, and yeah. I felt like he was trying to thread a needle. Mm. That was a little bit ahead of the time because it was like that kind of storytelling wasn't in the Zeke guys by then. Totally. And uh, I wonder, I'm not saying that specific, if he made that specific movie, but if he took that approach now to the Hulk, I wonder what kind of movie he would have produced. Because I think he was on the verge of something excellent. Yeah. I just think that when you have live action and CG, it just, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comic book language that I don't know literally translates into real people. Yeah. Uh, You know, that kind of... Because it's all these dynamic poses that are... Like when those shots when uh, Spider-Man's like swinging down the street and stuff and then you get those like sudden one-frame grabs. If you actually pause them... Yeah. These are impossible poses. Yeah. You know, the reason they pop is because yeah. it's, it, again, it's that Kirby ab- abstraction. Yeah. Where it's the feeling of bouncing off a car rather than the literal physics yeah. of bouncing off a car. So, yeah. um, I agree. I think, I think there was, he was ahead of his time in, in trying to depict that, but I yeah. think it's, it, it only really works in animation. Yeah. You yeah, know. probably. But, you know, like if you take the language of cinema mm. and I think about Steve McQueen's uh, The Thomas Crown Affair mm. or, mm. you know, that that opening that has been aped by Soderbergh. And, yeah. uh, you, but you know how the, he would break the screen up into different scenes yes, yes, where yes, yes. people are doing different things and you'd focus on one. Yeah. Like you could probably find 
a happy medium, couldn't you? I always wanted to see that done in Zack Snyder's Watchmen when he did the Dr. Manhattan origin sequence. Mm. I always imagined how great it would be if to really give you the idea of he's experiencing all moments at once, you mm. could start split screening mm. the screen. So you have lines coming down um, vertically down the screen with yeah. different, and he's just he's wandering. Right, he's he's, he's right wandering the between the panels. Yeah. Or he's right in the middle. Or yeah. he's just, you know, he's yeah. in one moment and then he just kind of blends into the next. And, and all these moments are happening oh, for everyone else so simultaneously, yeah. but he's yeah. kind of just walking through. And having he, the same conversation. Yeah. yeah. And it's, know, it's, it's exactly the same sentence, yeah. but it's having different effects. That's right. Different, That's right. Oh, yeah, There's so many innovative so ways you could have depicted that notion of I am experiencing all moments as one moment. Yeah. Visually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Um, Let's take a break and uh, come back with uh, the rest of the podcast in part two. Thank you to Ben for helping me discuss this film. We'll be back for part two tomorrow, so it's not too long to wait. Then on Thursday, romance author Sarah Bennett is joining me to discuss how she writes her novels. And anyone who is part of our private Big Squid Facebook page will recognise Sarah's name because she is one of our best contributors to the page and has always been a delight. And I am wrapped to be talking to her about her craft and that will be up this Thursday so get ready for that it's a genre I don't know as much about and I love chatting to her about it also thank you VJ for being our Patreon supporter for the episode tell Kylie she has to wait a whole podcast to hear her shout out a quick plug for all the gigs coming up. Our Big Squid Live podcast is happening in Adelaide on September 16th with guests Rove McManus, Tom Gleeson, Adam Richard and Ben Elwood joining me. This will be Ben's first appearance in Adelaide, so that will be fun. And there's a second wave of guests that I will announce next week in our final podcast for Season 5, so keep your ears out for that. You can find tickets at adelaidecomedy.com and my Big Squid listeners can score a discounted ticket by using the promo code big squid or one word big squid i also have a new solo show called little victories that will be performed at the sydney comedy store on the 28th of october and at comedy republic in melbourne on the 26th of november my first solo show there since 2019 which was roughly 37 years ago once again my big squid listeners can access a discounted ticket by using the promo code podcast you can find links for the shows at comedy.com.au and if you're wondering what the show is going to be about it's about my approach to maintaining a level of sanity as the world slides into madness so it's a fun show it was a show that was totally unexpected i went down to adelaide to do a gig i was headlining and after I walked off stage, I was like, ah, I accidentally have a show. Turns out I've had some ideas brewing. So if you can make it, I would love to see you in Sydney or Melbourne. Finally, if you'd like to join our Patreon where you can access secret podcasts, scripts, competitions, and heavily discounted tickets to live events, head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid to find a tier that suits you. And if you would like to support us, uh, just a top review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this work. 
Let's finish today with a quote from Chris Pine. That is the actor Chris Pine and not the politician Chris Pine. The actor Chris Pine. The only thing you sometimes have control over is perspective. You don't have control over your situation, but you have a choice about how you view it. I have to be honest, I came up with the idea for my show Little Victories before I read that quote, and then I read that quote and I thought, wow, Chris Pine and I could be friends. The actor, not the politician. (laughs) Until then. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.